Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Dodgeball Podcast. In this episode, I am joined by, I guess, what we're calling the young guns of the West, uh, Southwest, possibly. Probably get away with that. Um, and joining me now are Gage, Eli, and uh, Xander. Guys, thanks so much for uh, for coming on and, and being so patient. Yes, sir. Yes, of course. So I guess what we'll do is just the uh, preliminaries, um, and we'll start with um, uh, Eli. Is it Eli or Elijah? Uh, whatever you want. All right, cool. I'm probably just going to go with Eli because <laughs> I'm just going to do that. And then, um, so yeah, so Eli, um, why don't you just go ahead and for, for the event, nobody knows who you guys are, just what, what your full names are, teams you play for, or teams you're best known for, and your location. Um, team I currently play on, it's Outsiders. Oh, my full name's Elijah Hashimoto. And I currently play on Outsiders, but I think people mostly know me for Worlds. Yeah, Team USA, um, back to back, right? This year and last year, or 2018, yes. 2019? Yes. Good stuff. And you're based out of, um, where in Texas? Dallas. Dallas, sweet. And um, Xander, go. Okay, uh, my name is Xander Simos. Uh, mostly known for playing on Thieves or Tuda for UDC. Uh, I was based out of West Hollywood, California, but I recently just moved to uh, Minnesota in Fridley. Oh, you just you just killed the whole West thing, then. Thanks, man. Well, I'm still playing in the West, so. <laughs> All right. <laughs> nice. When when did that happen? Uh, like a little over a month ago. Huh. And what's is Fridley? Fridley, uh, Minnesota. Yeah. I've never heard of that place. What's the what's the major city close to it? Uh, it's like right outside St. Paul. So okay, cool. Well, cool, man. Um, how how do you like it out there? It's cold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Were you in uh, L.A. your whole life, or California? Yeah, I've lived in L.A. my entire life, and it was sunshine and rainbows for twenty years. And now it's just coldness and gray and sadness. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Welcome to the north. <laughs> Well, it'll be cool seeing, uh, you know, once dodgeball actually starts happening, you know, how, how they compare and uh, definitely be, as I said, when we're offline, um, going to spend not too much time on, on the getting to know you guys specifically, um, just get the basics down, but definitely want to have you guys back on at some point for a full interview. But uh, when that happens, Xander, I'll, I'll be really curious to see like how, uh, how the North compares to the West from your perspective. But um, last but definitely not least, uh, Gage, go ahead. Uh, my name is Gage Young. Um, I guess I would point out my foam team I'm usually seen on is Reckon. Um, this season I was supposed to play with Havoc for Open, but don't think I really have like a team you typically see me on. You don't. Um, as, I thought it was Recon. Did you just mispronounce your own your own team name? They know I always pronounce it both ways because, you know, you don't, it. no one knows how to pronounce it. Yeah. Speaking of not knowing how to pronounce. Uh, so what is up with your, the spelling of your name, man? <laughs> I, I couldn't give you a first year answer. Like my mom did that with my name and she did that with all my brothers and sisters. She like put a different letter into it somehow. Like my sister's name is Courtney, but she spelled it with a K. 
So it's just stuff like that. Okay, Corey with the K makes sense though. Like <laughs> what I'm looking at with this, and it's, it's hilarious when. <laughs> What did uh, poor Justin? I'm not not picking on him, but when he was when he had mentioned to you, I think in the East, uh, Young Guns, he he said like, "Gaj Gaji" or like, <laughs> and I was like, "Who?" I was like, "Oh wait, he means Cage." Oh poor guy, but uh, yeah, um, I guess uh, misspelling or spelling things weirdly, like Reckon. I mean, I'm pretty sure 90 percent of people that have seen that team think, "Oh Reckon, okay, cool," like get wrecked, <laughs> especially because R A K T. But it's recon, and your name right. is Gage. Um, but I think you've got a, a, a unique perspective because you're, for the most part, you know, pretty much Arizona based. Um, got a couple of years under you, I think. Uh, you kind of just appeared out of nowhere, like last year, I think. Or when did you start playing? So I think it was um, the second annual Tribune. That was my first like actual tournament traveling. Um, I know we made like a last minute team of people who uh whatsoever like how we do in cactus we have like our uh tiers we just pick people randomly that we thought would do good and we just went off of that um so that was kind of like the start off for it and you know i just kept going to more tournaments throughout the year so that was your first uh like truly competitive tournament then like outside the rec league outside of cactus right yeah that was like yeah that was my very first one which was this? It was Tribune. Uh, the second annual. And that was, uh, my memory's terrible because this has been an insane year. Was it this year or last year? Uh, I think it was last year. Okay. So that's yeah, actually, uh, oh, good. <clears throat> I was going to say that that's actually a good, um, a good question I wanted to ask. So, um, you know, because most, most, the dodgeball players out there that I talked to have known for, for quite a while and they can kind of pinpoint when they first started. But, um, Xander, what was your first like competitive start? Was it UDC with Tula? Uh, no, it was actually round three, right before new Orleans. I don't remember what month that, I think it's 2016 or 17, 2016. Yeah. Round three in San Diego. I played on riot with, uh, Mark and Dave and such. Okay. I got mollywhopped. Like I had no chance. Like no choice. Like I just got smashed. But it made me want to come back and play. So I guess it was a good thing. Yeah, I was gonna say. Obviously, it wasn't enough to to scare you away. Um, it's funny because I remember. Um, you know Joe Fernandez, right? Yeah. So he he had mentioned you. He's like, hey, you need to watch out for this guy. Um, I was like, why? He's he's a child. And True. he's like, no, he's he's really good. Like you're gonna be seeing more of him in the future. And I was like, okay, Joe, whatever you say, buddy. And then uh, go figure um we see more and more of you and um that's one a kudos to joe's scouting ability because he's, he's done that a few times with some players and two it's it's cool that you've um persisted for the past three years and uh you know you might have got rocked during round three but you've obviously come back and you know I, didn't you play for uh for um titan in 2019 yeah. 2018 yeah 2018 nationals we'll play with them got the third place and at uh nationals that's fun in open it's yeah pretty fun yeah, and so, it's one man. I'm sure we'll get into like career highlights and and such. But um, before we move on, um, so Eli, what was what was your first like foray into competitive dodgeball? Uh, as far as a lead or like anything, just anything outside of like the normal rec leagues. I know you've, you've probably been playing for like what since you're 12. I think was the yeah. Um, I think 2015 or 16 was our first nationals as outsiders. 
and man, we got creamed, but it just, yeah, we were terrible. But, um, yeah, that was my first tournament. So 2016 nationals, that was also New Orleans. And I remember, um, the outside, I forgot who, who was talking about it, but they, they just talked about how it was, um, it was like a, like an opportunity for them to realize, okay, we got a long, long way to go. And instead of folding and, and quitting, they decided to, you know, get, get better at dodgeball. Kind of like in Xander's case, like you had, may have gotten steamrolled, but you came back stronger, obviously. So. Yeah. Me and my brother were super young and we're, uh, when we got there, we were like, man, let's smoke everybody. <laughs> but that did not happen. We realized that people actually took dodgeball seriously. So. I mean, it did make us a lot more competitive and take the sport more seriously ourselves. That is a definitely a good side effect is just having this weird, weird expectation. Like they don't take dodgeball this seriously. Seeing it happen, like okay, they do. Now, now we're gonna step it up. And um, how old are you, uh, Eli? Eighteen. Eighteen. And Xander. Twenty. And Gage. Twenty-two. You're twenty. You're the oldest, huh? <laughs> you're like 19 barely <laughs> well this will be fun so i guess what we can do is uh just dive right into the the crowdsource questions looks like we got a lot of them and i, I definitely want to uh spend as much time as we we need to on them so um i guess what we can do is just kind of just go in order um between the three of you guys and um as i'm scrolling down here i see markel always usually always like the first to hit a question. So he asks, um, is it time for the young guns? And, uh, we can start with, uh, you, Elijah, what are your, what are your thoughts? Oh, geez. What does he mean by that? <laughs> so I think he means like, is it, is it time for you guys to basically be like the main, um, like the main element of dodgeball? Cause you know, you still have like people like myself, you have a lot of like older guys that are mm -hmm. in the mid, mid thirties, uh, some in the late thirties, then you have like this high twenties, early thirties, but then you, you can, it feels like you just drop, drop a little bit. Unless a lot of this is in the NCDA to where you have 18, 19, 20 year olds that are starting to get in and, uh, you guys are, you guys are killers. So I think he's um, kind of asking like, are we going to start seeing more of you guys? And is it, is it your time? Uh, I want to say yes, but at the same time, a lot of the older people have, experience that we don't have as far as teamwork and meshing together with players because some of these players have been playing together on the older teams they've been playing together for years and years and they all mesh together and chemistry beats talent like nine times out of ten so i wouldn't say yet but i think maybe i don't know for my team i think maybe we need another year to keep developing as players and individually because our team plays there just i don't know i don't think it's quite i think the old people need a couple more years to get worse to <laughs> <laughs> plateau and yeah, tim fullerton needs a few more years till he's uh till his knees yeah. are destroyed there's no old person that i'm looking at right now that's good i'm like oh yeah they're they're decreasing in skill I still think they're all amazing players. So. so there's still more that the old guys can, can offer. Yes. Fair assessment. Um, what about you, Xander? What are your thoughts? Um, I still think like 
uh, it is time for the young guns to start like stepping up to like the next level. But I feel like we still need the vets. It's like the NBA; you still need some type of veterans on the team to keep like the young kids in check. But man, it, it's getting, it's getting, it's getting there. Trying to look up the oldest football player right now in the NFL, and I'm, I'm thinking Larry Fitzgerald. Not 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 counting kickers, but I think like at some point, like 25 is going to be old when when you're looking at <laughs> dodgeball players, and that's going to be just an insane thing to see. Is like when when 25 is like okay, Catchem's old. Yeah, exactly. Like like, <laughs> like 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 to me, Catchem's still a kid. Um, that's just you know how old I am and how long I've been around. But at some point, yeah, Catchem will be like. We'll be looking at him like, okay, man, how many more years he got? You know, we'll be looking at him like we look at Tim, oh, and uh, yeah, the, the 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 range. I think the average will probably be like lower twenties, um, especially if NCAA keeps pumping out new kids and we figure out a, a way to recruit more of the younger guys. Um, that, that could be very well what we see in the, in the next five to ten years. But um, Gage, what are your thoughts? Uh, me personally, so. Considering how this year has gone for us, um, I know we had all these tournaments planned, um, especially the selection for the combine. I think this year, just kind of um, doing what we have, if they continue to just do their tournaments that they have planned for the rest of the year going into the new year, um, definitely at the start of the new year, just like show everything you got, but... Yeah, it's just everything going on with the, everything going on for this year. It's just trying to do with what you have right now. So it's kind of like we could have maybe had a better way to answer this question if we actually had dodgeball to base this off of. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it's the it's the one thing we're missing right now for the past two months. It's been just there's no there's been no dodgeball actually currently happening to talk about. So that's why it's been really easy to go into like the the OG panels and the interviews because that that doesn't really require you know, actual dodgeball play. But um, I think I would, would, we probably would have been talking about you guys a little bit more. Um, and when I say you guys, I mean like the younger kids, if that age range is like 18 to 23, 24, there'd probably be a lot more of that being mentioned in the recaps. But as you guys have been saying, we'd still be hearing about the, uh, the good plays and deeds of the, of the vets. So this is definitely a, a weird year. And, Kind of like a segue question because I, I kind of glossed over it, but um, what have you guys? What have you guys been doing in the meantime during all this quarantine, COVID stuff? So, Gage, we keep this on you, man. Like, what's we don't have cactus here. We're uh, we're not social. So, what, what are you doing to stay sane? Yeah. So, like, um, outside of work, because they did adjust our hours temporarily shorter. Um, Thankfully, I still have the PlayStation. I can still do, um, but we still um, like on the weekends. We go hiking uh, on different mountains. Um, just this past weekend, me and uh, I'm sure you know Janeiro. We found like an outdoor uh, tennis court, and it has a wall. He has a bunch of nosting balls, and we were just throwing at that for like a good hour, hour and a half. Um, Primarily, it's just been hiking, though, just trying to, like, find anything to stay active. You guys have been playing dodgeball behind my back, huh? <laughs> see how it is. All right, Gennaro, if you're listening, man, I'm coming after you the first chance I get. <laughs> that is that's cold, man. But, I mean, like, yeah, how good is it just to throw a ball again? Like, that's how, that's how sucky this is, trying to watch my own mouth. But, um, I mean, that's one of the good things about Arizona. It's, it's very 
you know, that Xander probably doesn't experience anymore is like the weather is kind of nice still. So hiking is still an opportunity here in, in Arizona. So you can still, for the most part, stay relatively active. Um, if you can't go into the gym, but uh, we'll see how that how that changes because I think we're going to get like 90 degree weather now. Oh man, I'm not looking for it. Yeah, it's going <laughs> to suck. Um, so I guess Xander, what, what were you doing up until you moved and then what are you doing now? Well, so kind of like a two-part I've question. actually been continuing it. Like I, I was doing weight training in LA at a, like a personal, like it was like a baseball athletic place. But ever since I came here, I don't have the weights that I do. So all I can do pretty much right now is like, um, like a weighted ball program. Um, I do bands and then I do long toss usually. Gotcha. But uh, I so like I've never had dogs. So I've been like running with the dogs and it's actually helping me get out the house and start running a lot. Hmm. I used to hate that. But yeah. But the dogs appreciate that. I bet yeah. Um what about you, Elijah? What have you been doing for to stay sane during uh COVID and, and quarantine and shut down all of the nonsense? Uh been doing as far as like working out goes, obviously the gym closed and that was like I was just starting to really hammer the gym. I really tossed. But um now I'm just doing a lot of body weight stuff, which I think is better for dodgeball rather than just going to the gym, getting huge. It's not very good, at least for my body type, just to stay nimble, doing a lot of stretching and uh, mainly just hanging out with family. Um, a lot of little brothers and sisters, I got to train up for dodgeball. So, <laughs> Yeah, you guys definitely have a uh, freaking massive family and just it just seems like there's there's just going to be a constant supply of, um, of outsiders. Just <laughs> we're just pumping them out, man. Yep, we're just gonna like there's like a dynasty of of dodgeball players on the horizon with you guys. But um, that's cool, and I, I I kind of agree. Like bodyweight training, I mean it's it's not as not as sexy as weights and and other stuff. But for people that consider themselves you know light, nimble, and and go to the air as much as you do, I figure it's probably for the better. I mean, imagine if you tacked on, you know, 30 or 40 pounds, your, your plane would change drastically. Um, and it's, it's crazy watching you. So I, I couldn't see you playing any other style, at least for, you know, the next couple of years. I hope. Um, so getting back to the questions here, I think this one's specifically for you, Xander. So Connor, Connor Lou asks, uh, who hurt you or who hurt Xander Simos? Um, I love these questions. Shout out Alan Arivalo, the goat. He uh, he didn't res me on Warzone and uh, body UAV instead. What was that in English? Uh, Warzone's a Call of Duty that you guys are playing now. Yeah, he didn't he didn't revive me. Body UAV. He's a he's a fake friend. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so he instead of reviving you, he's he. He launched, like I want to say someone, but he he contacted a UAV or he unlocked that. He bought, yeah, he bought one instead. He bought one. Yeah. Did, did, Tragic. Did you guys win as a result? Like, no. Oh, okay, that that hurts. <laughs> at least at least make your sacrifice worthwhile. How did how did Connor even know that? Like, were you guys playing together, or like, or is this just the first uh, thing that came to mind? Like one day at West LA, me and Alan were having like a really heated argument about it because we're children. Yeah. 
Yeah, fair. This is a lot about somebody if they, they have a chance to pick up a wounded wounded ally or friend and they just leave you to die. This is a lot. Um, well, I hope you guys can can overcome this when it, when it comes time for dodgeball. <laughs> um, actually, I feel like that's like a trademark of, of you guys. You guys are always like just talking talking uh, crap to each other and, and giving each other a hard time. I feel like that's kind of like the staple of every of every good team. But um, that's funny. Um, Dominic asks you, Xander, again. Um, well, actually, most mostly states. I hope you're burning all those calories off with the uh, baker uh, you're quarantined with. So, yeah, Ashley's been baking a whole face. bunch, and I feel like I'm gonna start getting a little tubby. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, good luck to you. That's gonna be a challenge. Um, let's see. So it looks like we got a series of questions from from Dom here. Um, so we'll, what we'll do is we'll 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 break up the first one into going to the three, starting with uh, with Elijah. Um, so he says, "What's it like knowing that all of you have so many years left of dodgeball ahead of you?" So um, yeah, we're we're kind of talking about like you guys got your start maybe what almost four years ago at the at the most um, two for Gage. So I mean. What, I guess, what does that feel like, um, Eli? Like, how, what are your thoughts on that one? Um, I go back and stumble upon our old like film when we just started playing Elite, and I see like how bad we were as a team, like my outsider team. And honestly, it just makes me feel like we are nowhere near like our peak as a team, and none of us, including myself, we're nowhere near our peak as individuals, like our individual talent. So I don't know. I feel like just keep growing as a dodgeball player. Hopefully I'm aiming for that number one spot. Yeah. So he, he, he goes to say like you've won gold um, in 2019, silver in 2018 and we're crowned the one um, as well. So when he asks like, what else do you want to do? I mean, um, obviously you don't plan on stopping anytime soon. So is it, is it just getting outsiders to win a national championship? Is it just get to see as far, go as far as you guys can? Um, like, do you have any like end game in mind or are you just going to keep playing and doing the best you can? Uh, I mean, I would, my dream has always been to get my outsiders to the number one spot. Um, it's definitely the most important thing to me, but you know, we'll see. It's definitely, what I want is our team to be like, when we step on that court, everyone's like, oh, crap, bro. It's the outsiders. <laughs> I don't know. So, so if you guys step on the court, on the court and somebody says, oh, crap, bro, it's the outsiders, are you like, okay, done. Okay. I'm good. Okay, so like when I was <laughs> – Hang it up. <laughs> when I just started playing dodgeball, like that was like doom. Like when I was like 15 years old or 14, 15 years old, me and my brother would step on the court and be like, oh, crap, bro, we're playing doom. <laughs> like, you know? Like, you know that feeling? Like a team that's just so dominant, it's you just are instantly scared of them. You just, I don't know. just got real, real quick. Like, yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not a joke anymore. That's kind of a cool way to, a qualitative way to look at it. Like, can you strike that kind of fear in the opposing team? Like, they see, okay, we got outsiders. They're like, all right, we got this, we got this. But then when they line up, they're like, oh crap, bro. No. Yeah. Like, like then they look at all of us and they realize that they're just done. Yeah, it's over with. There's a lot of uh, 
psychological warfare that goes behind that. And if, if you can get a team to already feel that, then it's like just too to uh, tune out, just easy to do. Um, let's see. So kind of want to go back to the original question for Xander. Um, so what's it like for you knowing that you still have a lot of years left in dodgeball and we're obviously we're assuming you guys have a lot of years, but, um, I mean, you share like Eli's sentiment are you feeling like you still have a lot to go or, I mean, just taking a year at a time or, um, yeah, I, I just got into a D three school up here hoping to like progress in for baseball. So like, I took that a different way. Like I can always come back to dodgeball if I wanted to, but for baseball, like I have to like stay in it and stay like disciplined. Yeah. I remember that. But, so do you, um, w- when things go back to normal, like are you, is dodgeball on pause and you focus on baseball for the entire year or the entire time at the school or. Um, like one thing I was looking at was dates. Like if there are games that interfere with like dodgeball tournaments, like I have to make the choice and I feel like baseball is the way right now. Yeah, I I would 100% agree. Like do- baseball is like the more, you know, hates to say, I hate to say it, but it's like the more recognized conventional sport. Um, it could lead to, you know, professional. It could just do a lot more for you. And like you said, you could always come back. Um, back in the day, we had um, a former AAA player um, playing dodgeball. Like he'd obviously gone as far as he could go with, with baseball. And then he was still a monster on the court. Like he was throwing just heat with 8.5 balls um so the good thing about being young is you still have a lot of a lot of mileage in you so to be able to prioritize one sport give it a shot and then come back um as long as we don't have like covid 2020 or 2030 or whatever we'll still oh, have dodgeball um yeah i'm still looking to play for like the u.s team and like my elite team but if like it's just the thing with like dates yeah like if they don't line up then i i don't think i can yeah i mean that's that's definitely just the reality of things. Sometimes responsibility, even if it's another sport, um, they take, uh, take precedent. So, um, he asks, um, how have you been training to join Eli on USA team? So is that something that you've had your sights on or has dodgeball kind of, or has baseball kind of just made you push pause and everything? Um, I'm just working on getting stronger. So I guess that's like the same, but, um, it's like all with throwing. That's what I've been doing because I'm a pitcher. So like, Throwing harder is better for right now. Right. So mostly just um, like weight trading, like like mechanics and stuff, but um, nothing like directly dodgeball related at the moment. Like you're not thinking I'm going out there to throw today for Team USA. I'm, I'm going out to throw so I can get stronger at, at pitching. Yeah, pretty much. Cool. And uh, Gage, so... What's it like uh, for you knowing that you have so many years of dodgeball left ahead of you? I mean, I, I know you've got me constantly complaining about being old and reminding you how lucky you are, a young man. Uh, I don't know if I don't know if Tony or, or Katie do that, but I mean, like, how does it feel knowing that there's still a lot of dodgeball left? Um, it's actually it's pretty awesome. It's nice to having to grow up, especially with YouTube watching the videos of these players that are you know they're these big league players. Um, it's nice to see what you have the potential to be. Um, Cause like, especially, you know, Dylan, Isidro, you've seen them play in these local leagues down here in Arizona. And now you look at them, they're team USA players. Like they have their team and they just do really well on dodgeball. It's just really nice to see like, this is what our potential is 
continuing to grow with the sport and then just giving like letting time run his course basically nice have you guys ever seen like a like an old school like national dodgeball league championship tournaments or something from like pre-elite time frame i i try watching i can't watch it it, it is a it is a trip like <laughs> Like I hate to say it, but like there was a time when uh, I just remember thinking, "Man, dodgeball is not going to get any more competitive than this. This is the pinnacle. Like we have everything down solid. Like we're throwing together and we're communicating. Like what else is there?" And then you fast forward ten years and you look at it, like we had no idea what the heck we were doing back then. A bunch of lost, <laughs> lost kids. Like I, I hate to do this, but like Sean Higby could probably destroy like anyone that showed up to the NDL now in his in his form. So. It's just, it's just crazy to think that that could even be the case now. Like we, there could be, you know, when you guys are OGs or what have you, there could be kids looking at the way you guys play back then thinking, what were they doing? The guys were lost. But... Dude, that's what, that was us like two years ago. Yeah. Even, <laughs> even two years ago when things were just as like still pretty dang competitive. Like I feel like the upswing was 2017, 2018 and we've just been climbing since then. Um, so even to go back, oh, not like everybody, not like my team, <laughs> right? Everyone else is good. But my team was like, Eesh. what do you think? Uh, so let's go back to that. So what do you think changed that within two years? how did you guys go from good God, we're lost to some people are saying, oh crap, it's the outsiders. We got them next. Um, I'm gonna be honest. It was one foam tournament, like literally one foam tournament where I was playing. We were with outsiders and Isidro actually came to Dallas to play in a foam tournament with Wrecking Balls. And this is the first time I'd ever seen someone at the caliber of Isidro. Like, because at, at the time, like, I was, or like, my our team was the stuff. But then Isidro came and absolutely wrecked us one game. And this is before I played corner. This is when I was a middle guy. We had like two, like just stationary, non-mobile corners, and he's wrecking us. And we're just like, dude, what are we doing wrong? Like, and I realized, like in that tournament, in that game, I was like, we need mobile corners. Huh. And that's when I told my team, I was like, all right, I'm moving to corner. Jake, you're moving to corner, and we're gonna be mobile. And we're going to make them throw at us. And ever since that tournament, that's kind of what switched around. So it was like the most dramatic choice you guys made. And then from there, you're able to continue to just refine your strategy and yeah. your play style. Because when we first started playing, it was like corners were stationary. They don't move. They just sit in the corner. And ever since that game, literally that one game, I realized like, this is not working. Like, we we need to be moving, you know? Hmm. So, I mean, I have to thank Isidro for that, honestly. That was... That's really cool that you were able to... Here you guys are getting wrecked by one guy. Even granted, it's Isidro. He does that to anybody. But you're able to, like, just kind of swallow your pride. Like, what are we doing wrong here? And then actually make that, that connection or that observation implement it and then just see, like, results right away and then continue to obviously mm -hmm. iron that out till. You guys got to where you are. Yeah, like they smoked us in that game, and then we met them back in the finals. And just in that one tournament, we learned enough to beat them. So that's I cool. Don't know. Yeah, I mean that's that's definitely. I mean, 
a lot of people when they get smoked they just kind of just get frustrated and they don't take anything away from it like what do we do wrong like was there anything that we did right and how can we fix this but uh obviously the teams that do that watch film or just are willing to look at uh what went wrong and and work to correct it end up being the teams that we'll, we'll talk about for for seasons to come so that's pretty cool um about when when was that tournament say a couple years ago uh yes a couple of years ago i think gotcha. it was before i think it was a couple it was like a month before i think it was one of those scouting tournaments. i don't know for worlds it was like 2018 before worlds before the world's tryouts because that was the first time i'd ever seen a cedra hmm. that's awesome um miles garner uh what's up oh thought i heard a uh... A peep there. Uh, Miles Gardner asks, is this a West and South combo episode? It was until one of you guys decided to move North. Um, yeah, for now, obviously you can't see this if you're listening to it, but Xander's very proudly raising his hand as if there's any doubt. But um, yeah, the, the intent is to um, have like um, like a Southwest and then move kind of another like West Coast, Pacific Northwest, kind of make my way around there. So this is by no means like you guys are speaking on behalf of all the the youth out there. This is just kind of getting another segment or region. Um, I think Justin's going to do another like Southeast, uh, East kind of based, but, um, yeah. To answer your question, Miles. Yes. Um, but it's definitely the first of many. Um, oh boy. This is like a little, I feel like this is like the trademark back and forth between, uh, the outsiders, but um, Kim asks, um, "How much film do you watch, and do you try to implement anybody's playstyle into your own?" So let's start with Gage. Been pretty silent. Um, how much film do you currently watch, like, or do you watch film? So even before everything was on quarantine, I've always really watched film, especially before tournaments. Um, half the time, I'm just watching it for my enjoyment because I do like watching like fast paced games, but others, I try to watch it. Cause like, especially when I usually play the role of the corner, I try to kind of like learn on how to play it because like two years, two years ago when I started playing in a local league, I personally thought it was just, you just throw a ball, try to get everyone out, like just go at it. But like, especially watching film and then just going on, I know it's like, you want to be more strategic about where you're throwing, who you're throwing at. Um, just be more patient, but also be more mobile too. Like Eli was saying, um, make them work for their throws. That sort of speak. Gotcha. Um, it's funny because I actually realized I was kind of scrolling up through Dom's questions. He he tended to bake quite a few of them in there. Uh, since we we're on you got uh, gauge she also asked i almost called you ganji dang it man um <laughs> dude change your change your, change the way you spell your name please just <laughs> I, can't, I can't do this anymore <laughs> um he he says or he asked rather you know what are your goals as a dodgeball player so we kind of talked about like how you guys um are trying just to accomplish as much as possible uh ride the wave um you got Xander with baseball but what, what do you have like what what are your what are your goals like where do you what are you shooting at right now or shooting for um, for me, it's always like watching film too. I've always watched Team USA because I think foam is probably my strongest ball type. Um, that's like my main goal, really, because 
I like everyone's always telling me, especially in cactus, they're like, you definitely have the potential. I'm just trying to like figure that out. Um, especially with like the tips I've been getting, just trying to like improve my cardio, um, try to be more accurate when I'm throwing. Um, it's yeah, really, it's just making the team. I always seen it through video, but it's just, I actually want to live it and just be a part of that really. So making the team like team USA or, or a good team, not to like making actual team, uh, making team USA. Gotcha. Yeah. It's, uh, it's refreshing to hear. I don't want to say like wise answers, but I also don't want to say like humble, like just like well thought answers. Like you guys understand there's, there's a lot more to go. You have yet to, to actually peak. Um, no offense, Gage, but if you had said, no, I've done it all. I got nothing else to look forward to. But like, young man, yes, you do. Like, stop. Um, going back to Kim's question, though, uh, back to you, Elijah, so, or Eli, I, I'm just going to go back and forth. Um, how much film do you watch? So you kind of mentioned um, you'd watched film before. You kind of looked at some of like, the, the old style of play. But I guess um, to be more specific, like, would you say like you watched maybe an hour or two of film? when when the dodgeball season's actually happening or <laughs> oh man i watch an obscene amount of film really um yeah uh it's kind of i mean i don't want to say it's disgusting but i guess it helps me a lot so but yes i watch way more than a couple hours of film so we... even in the off season i i don't know man like, i crave dodgeball like i I don't watch other YouTube videos or movies. I just watch dodgeball videos. Now, when you watch, like, do you go with the intent, like, I'm going to learn something from this match, I'm going to watch this one person specifically, or I'm just going to watch it and see what happens? And, like, like how do you – it's going to sound really weird, but how do you watch dodgeball film? Um, I, I like watching my team play just so I can – uh, tell everybody what we're doing wrong or what we need to fix. Um, then I also sometimes like watching, like before we go to nationals, I watch a lot of the big teams that I know we might have trouble with. I watch their films. I uh, like I like to see like individual players' tendencies, whether they like to jump, move side to side, duck, stuff like that. So when you watch like. I'm just going to pick some random guy like Eric Stone playing dodgeball and you know that he has a tendency to, to jump. Does that actually help you? Like, do you remember when you face him? Like, Oh, there's a nine out of 10% chance nine or nine out of 10 times chance. He's going to jump. Like, do you actually retain that information as, as you're playing them or? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, a lot of the really big players, I know most of their tense, obviously it doesn't, you still have to execute, but um, I think we all know, like every a lot of people know I jump a lot and I'm obviously trying to put more moves in my arsenal, but I feel like a lot of people have their own move that everyone knows them for, or at least I think so. Or at least you have an idea versus I have no idea what this guy yes. is capable of doing. Yes. Gotcha. Um, kind of a, so the second part of this question, and I'll, I'll go back to you guys for this one too, um, but staying on Eli for now, like, do you try to implement anybody's play style into your own or, or have you just come into your style on your own? So I'm trying to understand that question too. Like, uh, 
I don't know. Is it me? Is the question referring to like current players right now? Yeah, like are, to, you, like are you trying to play like Allen a little bit? Are you trying to play like Tim? Are you trying to play like Ketchum? Like, oh, okay. Is there somebody that you're trying to emulate, basically? So, given that I'm usually playing in the left corner, I do like watching uh, Nate Kreider play, Eric Stone play. Um, basically, players that usually play the left side very well. Um, because especially with Nate, like he's a very smart player too. Um, especially him being on Team USA for like so many years and just watching him produce. Um, he's definitely somebody I do try to watch a lot during film as well. Just trying to know again when to throw. Um, just trying to be smart about how to be in that role of like where you are on the court. So it's not so much like watching like how Nate throws or how he jumps. It's just what he does in the position. Right. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Gotcha. And then, um, Eli, back to you. Um, do you try to implement anybody's play style or, or did you kind of just adopt what you, what you can from just how you've been playing? Like, cause I feel like you have like your own unique style. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really watch other people to see how they're playing. Um, to really implement their styles I like I like listening to people their mentalities of the game like um, strategies and stuff like that but as far as physically I feel like there's no one really like my body type at the highest at the high level like you know I'm kind of short more agile so I don't really know who or like I don't watch anybody basically because I'm not going to watch catch him to get tendencies in or like how I split like coaching or anyone like that. Cause I, I don't have their body types. I got to work with what I have. So. Gotcha. Yeah. It's funny. Cause I remember trying to do like the narration for Dom for when you did the, the, uh, what do you call it? Showdown. I remember watching you play like, okay, I know Eli's going to jump, but then I would just see like just nonsense, man. I was like, I, this is wild. Like, how does this guy have joints? How's he landing? <laughs> Like you're up in the air, but then you're up in the air again. Then you're like laying, like stretched out, and then you're kind of adapting because I think um, I think it was Cody Foley that was giving you a really hard time uh, for a little bit, and you had to adapt to that. Yes. I was like, I like, like I won't say I've never really seen this kind of play. Like, yeah, the the smaller guys will, will hide behind the ball, but you just you do that, but you're airborne, or you do that, or you like get super low. I'm like, yeah, this guy's all over the place, but it seems deliberate, so it's new. It's new to me. Um. Xander, so how much film do you watch? I watch an obscene amount of film because late at night, my main, my like, my brain usually races, so I kind of just like scour the internet for like any dodgeball film. At like, usually, um, I watch a bunch of uh, like world footage from 2017, 2018, and some from Cancun, but. Um, I used to watch a whole bunch of uh, elite videos and like pick those apart and try to pull like stuff out of that. That's a lot. It's like three hours a night. It used used to be. It was pretty bad. Dang, I didn't know there was that much footage out there to be watching. But if you're if you if you're just watching anything that's out there, I mean, th there probably is a lot. Um, I just I'm trying to think of like, do you just like Google Teams or just Google Dodgeball or YouTube Dodgeball and just whatever comes up. Um, I usually sat on like the World Dodgeball Federation page and went through their stuff and some of their live streams of like Canadian nationals and stuff. 
and then the the same question um, as everybody else is there a certain um, play style that you're trying to implement as your own uh yeah i used to play or i used to try to want to uh, like back when pine was like back, or back when doom was like the best team there i used to play or used to pick like parts of pine's game and pull it out of them um i started pulling stuff from uh dylan this year and same with eli i started pulling stuff from their game because they're on the team so might as well try from their arsenal what um just out of curiosity, what were you trying to pull from Pyon? Um, there's like a play that I remember back in uh twenty or back in Boston, whatever year that was. Uh he did like a no look throw, dropped his knees, caught a ball, threw from his knees, and I like I lost my mind. I kept watching it over and over again. <laughs> but stuff like that, like like the no look throw that he does, I usually use that a bunch. And then like just the way he can read the throwers. Like read who's about to throw. That I kind of pulled that from him and asked him about that. Hmm. And has he told you like this is what I look out for, or this is what is happening or going on through my mind when, like, et cetera, et cetera? Or yeah, it's kind of like his philosophy behind it was like, and uh, he kind of looks for intent when people are about to like when people are coming to the line. Like, uh, it doesn't work with teams that usually pump fake a lot, but for teams like, um, like Crisis, just big arms, they have to have a lot of intent before they throw. So he talked about that a bunch. Kind of want to pick that one a little bit. So what, what do you mean by intent? Like, like for example, I don't know if you guys know like Dave Benedetto. Like, that guy's going to pump forever. Like oh, he, yeah. He kind of just ride <laughs> off like the first five or six throws or, or motions. But there, okay. there, there tends to be like this almost like a sixth sense. Like I, I'm pretty sure this guy's going to throw me right now. Is that what you're yeah. talking about? Yeah. Cause I mean, if you look at like, um, like big throwers, like Ketchum and, uh, Cedro they're they have a lot of intensity when they throw, like they, they have to put a lot behind it. And usually you can tell when they're about to just like wind up and come at you. So that kind of stuff is what I look for. Gotcha. So it's like subtleties. Like, okay. Yeah. He's not packing the ball into his hand. It's already gripped. Like he's, so you can actually pick that apart from watching film. Yeah, you can. I mean, if you watch catch him enough or play against him enough, you can see it. But you'll see him like clamp a little bit harder, step or, or start his like um, like his wind up a little farther back when he throws. Right. Stuff like that. Nice. Yeah, it's just so again coming from dodgeball from. 2005 when we played in jeans and crap like i never thought i would see the day where people would actually watch insane amounts or obscene amounts of film to actually study to get better i just never thought that would actually happen but now it's like if you want to get better that that's like a it's like a staple thing you have to watch film otherwise you're just going to learn the hard way over and over and over again so it's really cool seeing that i remember um i was talking to rebecca um chapelle um she would do that. Like her whole team would review film for NCDA matches. And I was like, that that's insane to hear. That's so cool. But, um, that's just one good indication that we're, we're moving in, in the right direction with the sport. Um, let's see. I just want to read some of the comments. So, um, Kathleen Martinez says, Kaim, um, wants to be, or he want, or who's he say? He says, Kaim, Elijah Hashimoto, ah, Elijah Hashimoto wants to be just like you, Kaim. Kim. <laughs> Kim. K- 
Kime. Kime. Uh, ah, these names. The way they're spelling these names, guys, you're killing me. <laughs> uh, I was like, Kime. <laughs> it's funny because I had a, I have a friend named Michael Kime, and, and he spells his last name just like this. So to be uh, fair, okay. I have seen this spelled. So okay, so I think she's saying Kim wants to be like you. So. No. And then Adam Hornback says, uh, "Who doesn't?" Um, Adam Hornback is he? I'm assuming he plays dodgeball. Hmm. Oh, he's got to. Forty-five mutual friends. Yeah, he plays dodgeball. Um, Lucas says, "I'm excited for this one." Uh, yes, I was too. Even though I kept telling Gage, eventually, 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 for like the past six months, but uh, here we are. Hmm. Um, I guess this is a, a good question from Dom. Um, so we'll do the rounds for this one as well starting with uh elijah so um who do you look up to or look to to grow and learn from so we kind of kind of cover that a little bit but is there anybody that you look up to in dodgeball um uh nate Kreider for sure that'd be your uh yeah he definitely kind of took me under his wing whenever I first came to the scene in uh, the first Worlds that I appeared in. And I just like the way that he captains his team a lot. I try to take some of his things that, that he does and implements it, implement it to my team as well. But uh, yeah, definitely Nate. He's one of my good friends. Yeah, he's a good guy. Um, so he kind of, he was kind of like your, for lack of better words, like your mentor as you were still that's still, but as you're like pretty much getting into worlds for like the world stage for the first time two years ago. Uh, yeah, for sure. He wasn't, he never really told me, um, kind of like he never told me like how to play. He just always would encourage and motivate me to get better. And, um, he'd always tell me like, man, we need you, stuff like that. Just really, really encouraged me to get better at dodgeball. That's cool. Yeah, anytime Nate Crater says, man, we need you, that, that's that got to feel good. I don't care who you are. Um, Xander, how about you? Do you have somebody that you look up to in the dodgeball world? Um, yeah, I have a few people. Uh, Nate's one of them, too, because we used to practice together like once a week, and it's just feedback, 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 and like – just keep him just make sure he made sure that I kept my head up after everything. Like after I didn't make the team for both years. Um Pine's another one of them. Just cause he's uh I he let me play on his team for foam, uh like our local Sunday league. And ever since then he's just given me like just like confidence playing. Nice. And then uh, catch him. I've just always come with him for questions because he throws really hard. So, gotta listen to him, I guess. Right? Like, I want to throw really hard. How do you? How do you do this? Yeah. How you do that? Nice. Uh, what about you, Gage? Um, I have a few people too. Um, to start off with, I would say uh, the Giovinco brothers. Um, it's just crazy to see like they've been playing for such a long time, and they have like the best the best athleticism and they're just such honest players. Um, I definitely look up to them cause I don't know. I've, they have been two players I have been watching since the starts as well. Like ever since Drew's done like the flip dodge, I thought that was like pretty cool. Um, who else? 
I would definitely say Tony and Katie too. Um, having it like not this year, but last year, we've gotten a lot closer with each other too. Um, we've been traveling a lot together. Um, gotten to play more tournaments with them too. Um, it's been it's just been really a good time. Um, so there's another part. I'm not I'm not trying to miss another one. Uh, definitely catch him too. Um, I just love the athleticism that he has as well. Um, he just keeps it so fresh and like we butt heads a lot, but I know he, like he does really good by me too. And he's given me uh, a lot of pointers too. So props to him as well. Um, yeah, there, there's a lot more. It's just, I don't want to like go into a whole lot of depth about it. That's fair. But yeah. Looks like uh, Ashley's feeding Xander hand feeding him. So just, <laughs> just had to mention that for, for no reason. But yeah. I was wondering if you're going to mention uh, what you, mom and dad, right? Like don't, doesn't, don't they call you son? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Gotta love it. I love it. <laughs> I think I, I remember I was yelling at you one time cause we were having like this team huddle for, for co-ed and I was yelling at you just to be, just to be a jerk, just to throw people off. Cause I like to do that sometimes. And I think Katie's like, stop yelling at my son. And I, I almost felt like I got scolded. It's pretty funny. <laughs> um all right so uh going back to like uh, the typical outsiders talking crap and the reason why i'm getting this is is from i I'd interviewed all the outsiders uh two seasons ago but uh kim um yes you eli how, eli how, how does it feel to uh carry uh mikey and vaughn oh my god and <laughs> i just i love vaughn's uh gift reaction he's like what the with uh is this <laughs> Uh, thank you for that, I don't Kim. Carry anybody? Everyone carries their own weight on that team. <laughs> oh man! And then Kathleen uh, says yes, but I just love the the gift reaction. Is probably my most favorite part of that. I love that gift. Um, God dang it, Carrie. She says, "Is this the first in the series, or are we at Young Guns Part Two? Because that's a whole different gift." Um, Yes, when I thought Young Guns Southwest, I mean that—that's where I was going, Carrie. Um, I think that's where Justin got it too. So um, yeah, this is definitely just like we had the OG series. Uh, we're gonna have the Young Guns as well, and this is hopefully part two of however many the people want. So um, going to uh, Eli Moreno's questions. So um, Elijah, do you have any nicknames other than the one? Like, is that even something that you own or is that just what people call you just because you won last year? Uh, I definitely didn't even know that. What is the one? What is that? It's like the, like when you win showdown, like you are the one, like you get the, it's, it's a headband oh. that even says the one on it. So I think people are, are ascribing that to you. So I don't know if that's like, which actually go by or. No, I've well, never heard anyone call me that, but <laughs> I don't really have any nicknames. Just, I mean, like, People call me Hashi, but that's like half of my last name. So that'll work. It's probably better than the one. I mean, that's it. Just seems too much, you know. Yeah, I'd be like, it's a little egotistical. I mean, granted, you did win, but I mean, all right, all right, guy. But uh, I think that's just what people give to you or lately. Um, how about you, Xander? Do you have any any nicknames? Uh, you just called you called Z. Z. I mean, Xander's a short for my like full name anyway. So, yeah, yeah Xander is not short enough. Just Z. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Gage. 
other than Ganji if, um, I, if I can't get your ding? <laughs> uh let's see so this goes back to i think the first local league season that i've won with uh the our team agave um Gennaro, he calls me the golden arm <laughs> and this has been sticking with us ever since we've really met each other um so i guess that's kind of like my nickname i did plan on making like a custom jersey order with eli as well uh, involving the nickname, um, just like a unique jersey and that only one person would get. I just think stuff like that's pretty cool. So it's gonna have a golden arm on it. Um, it'll be interesting to see what it looks like. Gotcha. Yeah, all, all the recon guys, you all have nicknames, right? You don't go by your last name. I think. Or... No, I think Eli is probably the only one that has the nickname. Okay. Uh, everyone else just has like their last name. Gotcha. I remember like nicknames used to be like the stable. So like everybody had their nickname on their Jersey or to be known by it. But then at some point the NDL is like, no, we want full branded last names. So, um, those are wild times back then. Um, actually this is a good one. Um, uh, so Daniel Chamberlain, thank you for this one actually. So, um, he says, I feel like being young doesn't exclude them from injuries, them being, you young kids, um, and you would ask what kind of physical mental maintenance do you do during the season to stay healthy? So are you guys thinking self-preservation maintenance? Um, uh, Elijah, you had mentioned like you were starting to hit the gym pretty hard, but now you're just focusing on body weight stuff. But I mean, do you, do you have any thoughts about that? Like, are you, are you worried about how do I make sure I can still play in the future or, or how do you uh, maintain oh, yourself? Yeah. Uh, well, I used to think all the time, like, man, just bulk up like you'll throw harder but that is the exact opposite of my mentality mentality now now it's just staying as nimble as possible as flexible as possible i really do think flexibility is the number one thing to dodgeball because i mean when you go to nationals it's like what like a three-day long tournament like your body after day one gets so unbelievably tight and everything hurts. So just figuring out the best way to not let that happen. So what do you do after what do you do after day one? Do you uh roll yourself out on the, um, on the rollers, do you stretch? Epsom salt yeah, I do or? a lot of smashing, uh just with these smashing balls I have and then I have these bands a lot of people don't know about. Every time I pull them out, people are like, what is that? It's basically like a band that you wrap around your rubber, like a big, huge rubber band that you wrap around your leg like as tight as you can, like wherever your leg's tight. You wrap it like as tight as you can, and so it's like squeezing you, and it basically just pops all the knots out of your legs. And every at Worlds, I was telling everybody, you guys got to use this. Like, it makes you feel fresh like it's unbelievable but no one wanted to use it so but that's basically what i do and i do a lot of icing let's look into those bands that's cool um makes sense i mean I, if if somebody that's very flexible and nimble is telling you to use this after a two three day tournament then you should probably you should probably check it out it's, it's worth looking into yeah, i know i was actually so depressed at worlds because you know how everyone's hurting you know yeah like everyone's hurting everyone's like man my legs are tight my legs are tight and i'm literally telling them like use these bands please and they no one would i don't know why 
It's probably just like, what, what does this kid know? I've been doing this for years. Yeah, I'm just going to exactly. have a, have a Coke and a cigarette and I'll be good to go. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'm curious about that. I'll have to see those bands if I ever get a chance. Um, makes sense. I mean, you're just releasing blood into the, to your body again. Um, Xander, what about you? Um, especially now that you're, you know, you're looking at baseball. So are you being a little more careful? Are you being a little more, um, deliberate in your recovery or what's that look like for you? Yeah, I do a lot of foam rolling and, um, like cool down bands after I throw usually. And, um, I usually like at nationals, for example, so it's like three days I would ice like right after the tournament. It, it did me well, every single every single nationals and i probably won't stop till it's done nice it's good that you guys are doing this at a younger age because it just means you can play more as you get older gage uh so earlier you'd said like you're kind of working you need to work on cardio but um like what are you, what are you thinking in terms of preventative maintenance and um staying healthy um i would say it's more of eating better too Cause I know there was like a point where I think I was just eating up a crap and I look back on it. Um, especially with going into a new elite season, I was like, I need to start eating better. Um, and just really just emphasizing on the cardio too. Cause like I, especially during those one and a half day tournaments or two day tournaments, um, without going, uh, not using ibuprofen, uh, I would just cramp up so bad. So I would definitely utilize that. Um, just drinking a lot of water um, and eating more too. And when I say eat, eating more, I mean just like eating more during tournaments because like at the end of the day, I would just be drained and I had like, I would go like 12 hours and I wouldn't even eat anything. It happens I mean, it, You just forget that you need to eat. Yeah. You're just like, I, why am I starving? Um, oh, cause I haven't eaten anything all day long, but that's, um, it's cool to hear. Um, I don't want to say it's refreshing, but I, I don't know a better way to put it that you guys are taking care of yourselves. Um, especially if you want to perform at the highest caliber level, like that's what you have to do. You just, you can't be eating crap. You have to take care of your body. You have to stretch, you have to stay nimble and, and condition. Otherwise, you know, the other countries are going to make us look bad. Um, what's your favorite ice cream flavor gauge? Katie Sanchez wants to know. Mom would like to know. Um, I don't know. It's weird to say. It's just, it depends on what I'm feeling that day. I'd say vanilla overall because you can do anything with it. You can add candy to it. You can add fruit to it. <laughs> and it makes it better as opposed to getting something with mint in it and you get fruit candy in it. That kind of ruins it. I don't know. That's my opinion. <laughs> so vanilla. Yeah. Uh, Xander, what's your favorite ice cream? Um, I like uh, Oreo cheesecake. Huh. All right. It's a vibe, you know. <laughs> Never had it. Take your word for it. How about you, Elijah? Uh, I don't, I don't know. I'm not the biggest fan of ice cream. Unless I have, like, brownies, I'll put some vanilla ice cream, but just eat ice cream by itself. So I would say vanilla. Hmm. Good point, Gage. I guess, yeah, vanilla can go with anything. Um, Jake, oh man, is it Haber? Habert? Hebert? Hebert. 
I'm sorry. Well, Jake. it's like, I don't know. He says it's Hey Bear. I don't know. It's like French or something. I have no idea. Yeah, I, remember, I was going to say Hebert, but then I'm just, I don't know if I'm trolling myself or if I actually heard that. So I already overthought it, but my bad, Jake. I just he, call him Hebert. Hebert. But then he gets mad. So. <laughs> oh, well, I won't call him that. <laughs> Jake. Uh, <laughs> he asked, uh, who's their dodgeball boo thing? So I guess maybe he meant like kind of what we were talking about with, you know, you guys were talking about like Nate, Pine, and all them. Um, unless you want to take a stab at that one, Elijah, I think we can maybe move on. Unless you have a boo thing. It's the last time I'm going to say that. that. <laughs> I think you meant, um, oh, okay. Well, here we go. So um, this is more directed at Elijah, and there's only one acceptable answer. So I, I think the answer is Jake is what we're looking for. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, Jake's my guy. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, Hooch, Orlando, Wikuchia asks, uh, favorite tournament and why? So that's a good one. So, so far, two dates. Um, what is the, what is your guys' favorite tournament? And we'll start with, uh, Elijah. Oh, geez. Um, I feel like, ah, definitely the world's tournament. I mean, I was going to say, like, as much could, as I, yeah. As much as I want to say another one. It's like, dude, worlds, everyone's there for one purpose and everyone's mentality is exactly the same. So, and it was just awesome, obviously. I don't know. I'm not much of a scenery guy. So, I mean, that part of it didn't really appeal to me, but uh, just everyone, everyone's head was extremely deep in the game. So, I would have to say worlds. And obviously winning too is cool. Yeah, there's there's that small little factor too where you guys, I don't want to say finally won, but you guys won. You guys answered to the silver medal last year for in 2018 for the gold. But um, yeah, I can imagine what that felt like. Just everyone's online, everyone's there for one purpose. Everyone's been working their butts off to get to that point. Everyone wants gold just as much as the guy next to you. It must be like a real awesome like camaraderie type feeling. And then to pull through with that and take gold, it just makes it better. Um, how about you, Xander? What's what's been your favorite tournament so far to date, and why? Uh, can I say two of them? Like one that I played in, and then one that I like didn't play in. No, oh, I'm oh. kidding. Yeah, that's fine. Wow. Okay. Uh, one that I played in was um 2018 EDC that we won, just because like the whole uh it was like a I don't know how to say it, like a studio type feel when you got to like the the arena. It was just a really cool like um setting to be in. Yeah, it was a, and we also took down Doom, so like it was one one of like the highest moments I've had playing dodgeball. Yeah, I, I always point to 2018 UGC as like that is what dodgeball should look like. It was really it was incredible seeing the treatment that you guys got. Like, just it looked like we we're watching you know something on ESPN two or maybe like an NFL game to even go that far. Just like the graphics, the the overlay, and all that other stuff. It was like, man, this is so sick. It's it's so cool. Look, like I know these people. And then um, obviously winning it probably again like kind of going with Elijah just sweetens the deal. Um, what, what was the other one though from that that you watched or? Uh, that was like 2018 Worlds uh, in LA. I, I thought that was such a like fun experience, like seeing everybody like actually work together. But um, like it's so interesting seeing so many different countries play the game because they all have like different mentalities about it. And then seeing those like hit each other and like battle type feel, 
was, was like super interesting to watch, especially because I could see it from like a spectator, like right next to the court. Yeah, it was really cool. Because, um, you know, that's when USA Dodgeball had just pretty much premiered. And I feel like there was a lot riding on how well this presentation was going to look. And I feel like they nailed it. Um, definitely looked really good. And um, even from watching, you know, from, from YouTube and, and live stream from afar, it looked like it, that, that was just a place to be. Like, if you love dodgeball, it, it's right there. This is like the epicenter for for the time being. Um much it probably would have been really cool to watch live though in person i don't think anything can compete with that from a spectator standpoint um how about you gage what's been your favorite tournament and why so i was gonna say the western region foam tournament but i think the seattle crush tournament takes it by a mile because granted our uh phone my phone team uh recon um we're really we're just like a team that we kind of just took a bunch of free agents from the western region tournament and we just kind of made our one team um it's just it's so cool to see how we easily just gel together and we were able to produce the way we did um having doing that at the crush um the other thing behind it too is just it's not it wasn't so much of how we all produced during the tournament it was also just the people there too, like especially Bill Fisher, if I'm saying his last name right. <laughs> yeah, it's for um, sure. And uh, Lucas, um, them especially, like they just made it such a warm welcome for like everybody. It was so nice to just see everybody. Um, like everyone was just really nice. Uh, meeting new people as well, that was another thing. Um, but like any foam tournament, that's just like, that's a, that just sealed the deal. Like I love playing foam and having go to Seattle too. Um, just seeing the city, experiencing it, it was so. It was just. It was really nice to be there. Was that your first time in Seattle? I want to say yes. I was born in Spokane. I don't know if I've really ever been to Seattle, um, but from going off of memory, I'm going to say yeah. Hmm. Yeah, Seattle's a gorgeous city. Very awesome downtown area. Uh, weird but kind of cool vibe but man i hate parking there i remember i paid 50 dollars for parking one time i was like f this man i hate this city but then once i got to my destination i was like okay it's pretty i like it um this is for you gage whitney Pittman asks uh when are we going to go shopping for antiques again so i want to know when and i need to know the story behind that please uh geez i'd say next time we go back to um Texas we have to do that again because we did that when we were it was a day before the combine we were just trying to figure out what to do with our day and me I think it was yeah it was Lizzie Whitney and I we all just were just trying to figure out what to do we were just kind of sightseeing um, yeah definitely have to do it again so whose idea was it to say let's let's go check out antique like how did of all things to do in, in Texas, like. Well, it's just funny because, like, I think this is going off of memory, too. I think we were at a store next to it, and we look, like, dead ahead of us, too. Um, I think it said antiques on it, and we just kind of went in and saw what they had. They had, a, like, a lot of vintage stuff, and it was really cool what they had. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, we, we were just like doing whatever, just trying to pass the time by. Yeah, fair. <laughs> All right. Um, so this this guy makes a comeback, Josh Paco Pop. Um, I'm going to try to read this, and if you want to take a stab at this one, uh, Elijah, Gage, Xander, one of you guys. Um, some people are unaware Putin passed legislation allowing him to be president for much longer than the original Constitution intended for. This happened while news is focused on the COVID outbreak. Is this for the betterment of Russia or a threat to its democracy? No. Who said no? No comment. No comment. No. <laughs> yes. It's not racist at all. It comes from China. Well, we're talking about Russia, so I don't, I don't know why you had to bring China, China to this. <laughs> they did a meme. And Trump said that, and everyone lost their stuff, <laughs> especially the way you said China. Yeah, China. But um, <laughs> thanks for that one. Uh, he even did one question like in Russian. I don't know how he did it. I don't know how he's in the group, but um, we'll just we'll just say no. It's anytime you bend the rules to stay in power, it's never good for democracy. But whatever. Um, Kathleen Martinez asks you, Elijah, how is it uh, playing with your brother, Mike, Mikey, um, and how do you guys support each other? So I know you guys talk a lot of crap to each other and talk each other up, at least last time we spoke, but um, want to elaborate on that a little bit? Okay, we don't talk that much crap. <laughs> Has it changed in like, the past two years? or? Uh, it's definitely gotten a lot better. Gotcha. We've definitely grown as players and brothers, but I mean, we're brothers, you know? What do you... What do you expect? We're gonna. It's not like crap talking. It's more constructive criticism, right? If you feel that, I mean, I don't know. We never. I'm never like, or we're never like genuinely putting each other down. It's more of that competitive. I want to be better than you. You know. Yeah, taking little jabs there. He wants to there, be but... better than me, and I want to be better than him. So it's more of that, like. Iron sharpens iron. So, I mean, I'm not ever going to sit here. If he's playing bad, I'm not going to lie to him and be like, no, nah, man, you're good. And if I'm playing bad, he's not going to lie to me and be like, no, nah, man, you're playing good. You know, like we're, we hold each other very accountable. So nice. Yeah. I remember um, it, it was when you guys were, were being interviewed, it was, it was kind of like a healthy form of crap talking. So, kind of like you said, like talking each other up, but also making those jabs like any sibling will do. And I guess just having that in the lineup probably just helps you guys get better, like you're saying. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. So we got a couple more questions. Looks like we got a one more serious one, maybe two. And um, so Lucas asks, um, "What has been the biggest challenge in personal development thus far in your dodgeball careers?" So I really like that one. So we'll start. Looks like it's a two-parter. So starting from Gage. Um, what would you say your biggest challenge in your personal development has been this far? We'll just we'll just pretend COVID's not happening because that that doesn't even count. Obviously, that's a challenge for everybody. But what uh, what do you think? Um, see, my biggest challenge. Uh, that's a tough one. I think it's the transition from going to. Uh, local league to uh traveling tournaments um 
I definitely see the difference from looking back to when how I used to play to how I play now. Um, I always kick myself because I'm like, I should have done that or I could have done that. Um, gosh. So is it just like just the initial learning curve of going from a rec league to something like elite and just kind of understanding I'm going to get humbled, but you know, kind of go back to it. Like Elijah was saying where, man, we got our, we got our butts handed to us in 2016, but we're going to keep our chin up and, and get better. So just kind of like keeping that mentality or. Right. Basically like that, because, um, especially with how I do with catching, I guess you'd say, um, it's just how I play now. I would never have guessed this is how I play now compared to how I've done then. Um, I don't know if this is the, like similar to new players going from local leagues to traveling. I just think that's one of the like main things that it's just the biggest thing to get over to because you have, um, I mean, you have all these big league players too that they make it look easy, but they've had the experience to where they know what they're doing. Um, whether it's like throwing a ball at someone and automatically going for that catch and they catch it too. It's just, that's just the talent that I'm trying to like get over that hump. Gotcha. Um, there's a couple more questions they asked that are pretty good, but I want to get Xander's input. So um, what has been the biggest challenge for you in, in your personal development thus far? Um, it's just key. Well, it's staying – I've never had, like, jitters. So, like, being nervous, I it was, like, new – like, I never had that problem. And it kind of didn't help sometimes because usually when you get jitters, you uh, you get jumpy and you can, like, maybe do something more. But, um, like, I never looked serious enough or, like, took the game super serious sometimes, which hurt me a few ways – and I was told that by Nate and Lucas uh, like two years ago, and it like it changed my mentality on how I play. So I kind of just had to play a little bit more selfish and like take like put put myself hundred percent into the game, which took took me a little bit to learn how to do. But it it's made me just a way better player and like. Uh, it makes me like set an example for my team. I feel like. So just having like a, a different outlook while you're playing, like before it was kind of like yeah. nonchalant. This is for fun. If I get out, I get out. I don't care whatever versus no, I'm going to contribute now. Take the seriously. Well, I thought me. like that. I thought like, um, it's serious. Like I have to win this, but in my face and like how I presented myself, I, I feel like, uh, like to people around me, it didn't look like that. I see. Do you think like that impacted your team? Like, oh man, Xander's not taking this seriously. He's not really focused like we are. Yeah, I, I think most of my teammates they would say that they look at me as like uh, a role model when it comes to playing, just because I uh, like they've seen me make big plays or something like that. And when I look down or like when I don't have my head up or if I'm in a game not trying my hardest, I feel like I affect the people around me. Trying to think back of like when you first started entering the scene. Like I don't say like look like you're goofing around, um, 
but your, your mentality definitely has changed. You definitely seem a little more honed in than before. Um, I don't really have too much to base that off of. Um, I still go back to what I was saying when, when Joe Fernandez kind of like pointed you out. I was like, yeah, like he's going to be pretty good. Watch out for him. So, um, what about you, Elijah? What, um, what's been the biggest challenge in personal development? I mean, it sounds like going back to, again, the, the same thing with 2016, not going so well. Initially you thought we're going to come in and steamroll everybody. It didn't happen. Did you have any challenges? Um, understand that you had to change. <coughs> Um, honestly, at least recently, the past couple of years on my team and even myself has been injuries, man. Like We at the last nationals, like, man, we prepared so hard to go to nationals. Our team, we'd have film sessions. We'd practice twice a week, like just a ton of a really high expectations going into the last nationals and we get there and like game two or whatever, I completely tear my oblique and, it, and like me being kind of our leader on our team is like, Holy crap, dude, like we're screwed. And uh, just adapting to like changing our entire play style because I was injured. Um, that was a really big, really big step as a team and it just showed how much we all wanted it because we adapted pretty well. Another thing was Kim dislocated his shoulder halfway through that tournament. Jeez. Just, I mean, injuries were um, everywhere on our team. So just overcoming that. And then obviously the biggest thing was winning showdown when my oblique was absolutely destroyed, but I don't know. That was the hardest time, personally, as I think as a team too, because we have never. I mean, and no one on our team had ever prepared as hard as we did for that tournament. So, yeah, that is tough, man. Putting all that time and effort into getting to the finals or the nationals, and then for it to kind of just, I would say, fall apart, but not, not reflect the yeah. work that was put in because of something you can't really help. Um, especially if you guys are taking care of yourselves and you still have something that you weren't really can happen. Um, what, uh, so we'll go to gauge for this one. Um, what is some good advice that someone gave you that you still think of today? Um, the, I would say the best one that still stands out today and I'm, this has been told to me from like four years ago when I first started in a local league. Um, I've always watched Dylan play and just watching him play. Like he back then, like you just see him catching everything just like a Cedar would. Um, I was always thinking, I'm like, how am I going to get as good as catching as he would? And even though he told me just like basic information, he was just saying, just go for that catch. Like learn not to be afraid of the ball. Like learn just to like take it. Um, that I think it really helped me out a lot too with catching. Um, cause like no matter what ball is thrown at me, like I try not to really flinch at it either. Cause like granted you have catch him throwing a nosing ball at you at your face, you know, that's going to hurt. Um, but I mean, just thinking back on that, you just gotta like, in my head, I just think you just can't really phase it. Like 
you gotta accept that's gonna hit you in the head and just try to catch it, no matter like who's throwing at you. Um, and especially the advice Lukas gave me as well, um, trying to like better my game. Um, when we have been playing dodgeball this year, that's what I've been trying to like incorporate into my play style. Uh, just trying to like work on the advice that he gave me as well, knowing when to throw, uh, how to increase your accuracy, just stuff like that, really. So it's like little pointers here and there, little tweaks. Right, yeah. But the biggest one is just, hey, I'm going to get hit. I'm playing dodgeball. Might as well go for the catch, score up, kind of, from uh, from Dylan. Right, and, yeah, and like knowing like how to play without a ball, too. Gotcha. Uh, what about you, Xander? What is uh, some good advice that someone gave you that you still think of today? Um, this comes like, I, I don't know if they say this still, but um, like uh, catching me say it, Cedro used to say it a lot. We we say this Cedro when he's playing. It's uh just just play like open gym. Like uh, just play loose, go for it. You know, um, I like people tense up, and I, I say this to my team sometimes. I just say, it's just open gym. Like we could be in like a finals match, and I say that just because people tend to like get tense and uh like choke up some or like choke sometimes just because they're like afraid of doing something wrong right yeah they get in their head and like i don't want to mess up i don't want to mess up and then oh crap i messed up so i yeah. thought it versus if i play like i do an open gym I'm, I'm pretty decent so yeah uh how about you elijah what is uh some good advice that somebody gave you that you still think of today uh man <laughs> uh this was just totally random but and I have so many, but this one's just funny. Uh, one of my old baseball coaches that I used to I used to play baseball with, and uh, he always would tell me, I don't know why, but it always stuck with me. He's like, no one, no college wants a stud, or no college just wants a stud. They want a stud that looks good while they play. And I don't know why, but like <laughs> that just always stuck with me, and that's why I like. I came up with, and I came up with that term, but I always say like, look good, play good. Like I genuinely believe like me or like how I look will affect how I play. I don't know. It's just a mentality I have. Like I'm not going out there looking like a scrub. I don't know. It's weird. Huh. That's funny. So no college, no college just wants a stud. They want a stud that looks good while they play. That's essentially the, what he said. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why that always stuck with me, but style point. I think it's because yeah, I think it's because like when people look at you, the first impressions that someone gets is by looking at you. You know, like if someone looks at you and you look like you don't really care, then I don't know. Maybe they won't respect you, something like that. But another thing too is like people always say dress like dress like the job you want. I feel like that's like the dog like dress how you want people to look at you yeah i mean I it, it kind of goes back to your your saying or your goal of like people saying oh crap we got outsiders it's like it's that mental aspect so if you're lining up against a team that looks like they threw a, a uniform together because they bought shirts at walmart and sharpied their their clothes like these bunch of scrubs versus a team that looks good on point they all look aligned and and like they are wanting to win that definitely has a psychological effect um break that down to like the player 
and the way they're playing and they have that that um intent behind how they play um i can definitely see that um and if you look good then you know style points i mean talked about like team awesome and they're, they're flipping and and alan is still still fun to watch to this day with the the crap that he pulls out of nowhere and his flashiness but he's also really good so he backs it up Be completely different if he was flopping around all over the place and not doing anything so um i also think it speaks to confidence too um you pull off something really cool um but you keep doing it then people just know to expect that off you and they might take a couple of of um of hesit- like they'll, ha- they'll hesitate a little bit before they face off against you. So it's kind of a cool saying. Um, so a couple more questions I got left. Uh, definitely wanted to ask this one, um, this final one from Lucas, and that was, um, why do you think Dodgeball has a hard time recruiting new players, and what can the current players do to overcome these recruiting challenges? So starting from the top again with Gage. Um, I think Dodgeball has a hard time recruiting new players because – like, I see this a lot, say, at a local league. Like, sometimes a lot of players will go out, have a beer afterwards, and you meet people that don't play dodgeball, and you tell them that, oh, yeah, we, we're actually in a league and we play dodgeball. And you hear these people saying, oh, I didn't, I didn't realize it was as serious as it is. Um, I think that's just one of the main humps trying to get over because people don't know how serious the sport actually is. Um I think when Skyzone had their UDC, they did like a spot on job. It could have gained a lot more interest too, I think, if they kept it going. Cause like just watching it was a lot. It had a lot of excitement watching it, but like getting the word out, I think, I don't know. I just think that would help a little bit more too. Um, I think getting the current players to recruit new, let's new challenges. Um, God, I don't know how to answer that one, honestly. Um, I know back here, we even just get in some friends that we already know back here, just trying to get them to come out to open gym. It seems like it's been working really well. We've seen a lot of new faces out here. So um, I guess just locally, the people that you know, just try to like get them coming out and see how far they, like it takes them. It could change them. Like you see a lot more of them more often too. Um, you know, you never know until you ask. Yeah, and you never know who you're bringing in too. You could be bringing in the next Gage or the next uh, Xander, or the next uh, Elijah. Yeah, um, there's been a lot of people that play still because their friend brought them in. And their friend's long gone, and they've done great things for the sport. But um, yeah, I um that's one of my favorite questions. Cause it's, it's like, okay, we have, we talked about like, how is this, t- is it the young guns turn now? And like the only way that's going to actually make that happen is if more people keep playing, we keep recruiting and fulfilling the numbers when people retire. So like, you know, a lot of the older guys are and women too, get married, having kids. They just don't want to play anymore. They get too old for it. Um, I feel like in order for the sport to grow, there has to be like five or six people lined up to replace me when I'm done or when Eric Stone's done or Tim or, or what have you, the older guys. And so being able to see that young kids are coming in that are watching film that are just completely bypassing the, the, the curve, so to speak, because they're learning so much so quickly and they're becoming so relevant so fast. Like that's what I like to see. It's just, where do we find you guys? Like, are you guys online playing video games? Are you guys hanging out at the bars? Like, like where do we go to find you guys and, and get you into the game? Cause I mean, how did you start um, Gage? Uh, 
I'm sorry. How, how did you start playing dodgeball? Like who, like more, who brought you in? I don't really think anyone brought me in. It's just, um, like I, I'm sure like all the, all of us young guns have started out where we were in high school playing dodgeball. And then, um, like I started watching YouTube videos, um, of team awesome and doom going at it. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, I was in middle school when I saw Santi's league. Um, and I was like, that'd be cool to actually be out there one day. I never thought, mind you, I was in New Hampshire at the time. I didn't think I would ever move out to Arizona huh. and I move out here and I'm like, okay, I'm actually relatively close to NDO and, uh, just gave it a try see what I can do about it. Um, I didn't get discouraged. I think that's like the main thing too. It's just, I didn't get discouraged about all the raw talent or all these people that they constantly play. Um, just having that motivation just kept me, just really kept pushing me just to keep going at it. But yeah, I think just watching it over time and having that motivation just kept me going and brought me into it. That's crazy. So you pretty much just came literally out of nowhere. Yeah. I'm watching. Okay. Um, what about you, Xander? So going back to the, the original questions, why do you think dodgeball has a hard time recruiting new players and what can the current players do to overcome these recruiting challenges? Um, so recruiting players is kind of hard because dodgeball takes a lot of time and a lot of effort to get good now, like to an average rate, like it's a lot more time, I think. And people that are new probably don't want to put in that time or don't want to get smacked down for a while. And I mean, we had a really good um, thing going on at um, our Sky Zone in Van Nuys. There was a lot of uh, like local guys that came just to play against like uh, like our team in Doom back in like 2017, 2018, when we were all just practicing together. But like getting players to stay and to like transition to elite and stuff is kind of hard because it requires a lot of money and a lot of time to get to that place. So I think that's, I think that's one of the reasons. Yeah, it's definitely a, a commitment. And like you said, there are very few people that will take a beating and ask for more and continue to ask for more until they get better. It's a very, I don't say it's a rare type of person, but it, it's not the people you'd find at bars. Like I was saying, you're like post flyers, try to get 30 people in maybe, maybe five will, will be, you know, the, the, the truly competitive type that, that will want more than just a piece of the rec league. So, um, and how, how did you get your start, Xander? Just, I kind of want to segue into that question just real quick. should have asked that earlier, but... Um, back in 20... or I think it was either 2010 or 2011, uh, I started playing uh, WeHo Dodgeball with Jake Mason. And I was too... We, we, we started a youth league, so it was a bunch of like... Um, I think it was 9 to 12 was the age group. And... Um, like they were just teaching us how to play and I played with a bunch of my elementary school friends and I wanted to keep playing after that. So I started playing WeHo when I was about 13 or 14. And yeah, that was my start. Hmm. I'm so I started pretty young. I'm assuming your mom plays. So that, oh, that yeah. probably made that happen. Like well, that, yeah, she was the one that brought me there. Right. And she's the one that made the youth league because of, because of me and my friends that want to play with her. Nice. That's my comment about it. You never know who, who you bring in. Um, somebody brought in Christina, brought in Youth League, Xander. So it's crazy how that happens. Um, what about you, Elijah? What are your thoughts on, you know, what do you think about 
what do you think dodgeball has a hard time recruiting new players or why do you think that if you do and then what can the uh, current players do to overcome uh these challenges um i think the hardest part number one is obviously price um you tell someone like hey come play dodgeball and they they'll come to practices and stuff because that stuff's free or pretty cheap but then you tell them like hey you can commit to a team and but you have to pay a decent amount of money you know it's not just entry fees it's not just all that stuff it's traveling um i don't obviously i think time is a factor as well but i think the biggest thing is telling someone hey you gotta get a hotel room for two nights because we're traveling for a dodgeball tournament which we aren't guaranteed um to even break even um as as far as your money uh and something that i think we should do to promote it more is obviously social media is all people are on these days so not just pumping content social media but pumping quality content like i freaking love watching the world stuff because i know what's going on imagine someone who's never seen dodgeball going to wdbf and seeing the world's videos where that's the highest level and seeing the quality and i'm not saying the quality is terrible but it's not the nfl and i'm not saying it should be as good as nfl but i'm saying that to attract viewers you know it's got to be um a lot easier to follow as far as camera angles replays stuff like that people want to see people get hit in the face you know people don't want to see 30 minute long matches that are boring i don't know just making this sport more entertaining yeah, that's a good point Which i, I mean, think foam is i think foam's more entertaining but i don't know because 8.5 people get killed yeah but I mean, we're moving more away from 8.5 so you want to see people get killed watching cda like people get just destroyed and pinch um mm -hmm. but that's the thing. Like you can, you can boil it down to, Oh, it's entertaining because people are getting blasted. But if I care how Elijah does on team USA, cause I know he's, it's his first year and he's, a, he's, I was gonna say he's a child, but you're so young. Like that, that gives me more depth as to why I care how well you do. Same thing with catch him. Like if I had known that catch him shed like 80 pounds and has been training for a year and a half to get to this point, because he is upset that, you know, in his mind, he maybe was not, was the reason why we got silver last year. Like that's, that that's the extra element that we're just kind of, we don't know how to convey that to the outsider. Uh -huh. like, no one knows. Yeah, people need people need uh, players to cheer for, and they need to have reasons to cheer for them. Like when you like when I watched, let's say the NBA when I was a kid, like I cheer for Kobe Bryant because he was like his mentality, that Mamba mentality. Like I freaking loved that, and he was my favorite basketball player. So. Like, in, as far as dodgeball goes, like, no one knows what our personalities are. No one knows. And, and then again, it's very hard to get that out there. But it's like that'd be a step in the right direction. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's, I like what you said. It's like, you know what to look for. So we don't have to explain to you, oh, this is Worlds. This is, you know, this is USA Dodgeball's premier chance to prove to the world. Like, you don't know, like, you know all the drama, you know all the, 
the nuances behind it. But again, going back to whoever stumbles upon it randomly, um, so like gauge and they're just thirsting for every piece of footage they can get. Like it, it just gets lost. But uh, mm-hmm. that's a good point. Um, I think this is more for, well, actually, I don't really know who this is for. Maybe both uh, Xander and Elijah, but Ryan Johnson asks whose mom would win in a showdown. <laughs> uh, hey, my mom's, my mom's a monster. Oh, maybe we'll just make it happen. No talk. We'll just make it happen. Oh, I oh ball type. Foam. Let's Foam. do it. Let's make it happen. Just battle the moms. Why did yeah. you do that, Ryan? <laughs> That's awesome. I love the, the emoji reacts. A lot of like, what? Or <laughs> Xander. Oh, man. Um, all right. So last quasi-serious question. This, this kind of goes back to like the recruiting aspect. So Hunter Ford asks, uh, he asks Elijah, um, are you interested in starting a college team and joining the NCDA? Uh, what ball type is that? So that's pinch 8.5. But, oh, geez. But <laughs> the thing is, um, and I don't know if this is still a misconception, if you started, if you were to start a college chapter, you can play whatever style you want. If you wanted to compete on the NCDA level, though, at their tournaments, then you'd have to adopt their rule set. Uh-huh. So, um, I mean, I have a ton of fun playing pinch, and I'm definitely not bad at it. But I would play it more to have fun and hit people as hard as I physically can. I don't really play it competitively. No one on my team plays it very competitively. So I'd have to deny that. But pinch is extremely fun, and I really hope they don't take it out. Fair. You don't want to play on a basketball court, bro? No. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and extend that question to, to you, Xander. Especially since now you live in Minnesota. I mean, I imagine NC Day is going to be pretty heavy out there. Do you ever see yourself walking in there, checking it? Well, actually, maybe not because of baseball. But could you see yourself checking out the NCDA scene? Um, I mean, possibly if, like, if I don't want to play foam ever again or, like, I don't want my arm to work anymore. <laughs> sure, I right. guess. Fair. But probably not. And uh, Gage, if I ever make do with what I say I'm going to do and start a club here at ASU, would you ever see yourself playing NCAA dodgeball? Uh, I don't know. It With NCDA, don't they have like three basketball courts they play pinch with? I mean, it's it's like, a basketball court, but it is definitely not what you're used to in terms of yeah. foam or cactus. Because like, <laughs> like, I remember in high school – when we did dodgeball, like, of course, they did the whole basketball court, and, like, you would always throw your arm out at the end of the gym session, but I love playing pinch. I think I could do really well in pinch. Um, if I were to ever do that, I'd give it, like, a year and then probably call it quits. Fair. Get out while you <laughs> still can before you injure yourself or tear your shoulder. Um, so I think that's all I have. Um like I said, I figured there's quite a lot of questions that were going to overlap or cover what I wanted to ask, which they all pretty much did. Um, but I do want to wrap up with the Austin Deeks joke, and that is, I accidentally gave my girlfriend a glue stick instead of a chapstick. She still isn't talking to me. So you can't see the reaction, but it's priceless. <laughs> <laughs> Xander's like shaking my head, man. Just like... 
palm to the forehead like why uh because because we can because austin is hilarious for, uh, for popping these out but um yeah i think that's all i have guys uh thank you so much again for being flexible for being willing to uh to give us your perspective um as i've said this is part two of however many people want so if you guys want to come back and talk more dodgeball in the future want to bring on more people um i'm all ears but um i think what we'll do is we'll go ahead and end the interview there all right so that was uh I want to say part two, but that was basically the Southwest-ish. Thanks, uh, Xander, for, for throwing me off geographically there with your move of the Young Guns uh, podcast series, which, as I've said, um, I think towards the beginning, but also towards wrapping it up, this is it's definitely like there's no fixed end to this. Um, Justin Bosch had a great idea of bringing in the Young Guns uh, as, a, as, a, as a counter to the OG panels because while we're reminiscing, it's really cool and refreshing to kind of hear like the perspective of, of the youth or essentially like the future of dodgeball so with that being said and dodgeball still not happening if um if there are players perspectives teams regions that you would like to hear from uh definitely let me know i know justin is looking at i think he said um ascension uh or at least some of the ascension players so we're definitely trying to trying to spread out as much as we can i know again i've said this a million times i definitely have a tendency to kind of stick with what i know which is the west which is why having justin on board has been super helpful I know that we're working on a women's um, OG panel with Amanda Ashley coming up soon. But uh, again, this is an open invite to not only suggest who you'd like to hear from, but who you would actually like to have interview. So I'm um, just going to offer that to whoever wants to take me up on it. Um, but that all being said, if you are still listening, thank you so much for doing so. As always, thank you to everyone for the questions. Um, they really fueled the entire interview, so I appreciate that very much. And um, for everybody else, have a great uh, rest of your evening, a great rest of your weekend, and we'll see you next time. Josh Paku guy. <laughs> Freaking, dude, I don't know where that kid came from. He just dude. Started. I was trying to Google search on how to answer that question. Well, we'll definitely um. <laughs> well, we'll see how we want to approach that one. Okay, so I'm gonna share my.